0: Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell. I'm
1: Stephen. And I'm Paul. And this is a podcast about storytelling.
2: Give it up for Paul!
1: There is a reality television show on the History Channel called Salvage Kings. The heroes of the show, Ted and Justin work for a demolition company and are experts in their field. Their job is to comb through a demo site before the wrecking balls come in and salvage, repurpose and sell anything they can find from generators to air conditioning units to found treasures. At the end of last year, the relationship I was in ended It was not a bad breakup. It only made me question my place in the world, (laughs) isolated me from my friends and family, and completely eroded my identity and sense of self. For December and January, I did nothing but watch all six seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine three times over. I needed to rebuild myself, figure out who I was again. I needed a makeover. So I started with my professional life. An opportunity came up for a position as a story editor on a reality television show for the History Channel called Salvage Kings. (laughs) My job was to take the hours and hours of footage and help figure out the segments of the episodes. Watching demolition footage in excruciatingly slow motion (laughs) was exactly what I needed to focus my brain on something constructive. At the beginning of an episode, Ted and Justin do a walkthrough of a demolition site scouting the big-ticket items they want to remove. We follow them through the building, and as Ted finds stuff, he says, that's cool. Look at that, that's wicked. That's mint. That's vintage. It's riveting stuff. The next step in my makeover, was new clothes. On the website of a local store, you could sign up for an appointment with a wardrobe consultant. I had never done this kind of thing before. And a week later, when heading to the appointment, I was very nervous. I figured the consultant was sophisticated and would look me up and down and say, oh, clothes can't fix this. My wardrobe consultant, Patrick, right away complimented me, saying, let's get some shirts for those eyes. (laughs) I liked him immediately. His colleague, Arnon, joined us and I ended up spending three hours with them. And let me tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed having Patrick and Arnon lavish their attention on me, and teaching me about clothes and colors and designs. They said I look like a rock star. (laughs) It was the best. (laughs) I have been back several times since then, and this is true, I was there today. (laughs) And I bought these pants. In the second segment of the reality television show, Salvage Kings, Ted and Justin return to the building and remove all the items they earmarked during the scout. The tension in this segment is palpable. (laughs) Because they were always on a tight deadline as the wrecking crew is coming to demolish the building any minute. Will they get that air conditioning unit out in time? what are they going to do with that giant generator (laughs) the suspense is almost unbearable (laughs) new job check clothes check a few months into my makeover and it was time to get back in the game and back on the dating apps I joined Bumble. After a few weeks, I asked a friend if they had changed how it works.
2: <laughs>
1: because I had not gotten one match. Do you just get to see all of the people that live within five kilometers of you? Eventually, I ran out of profiles and received this message from the app. Look at you. You've gone through all the bees in your area. Check back soon. Now I'm on the app to see if I can win the world record of being the person on it the longest without getting one single match. So far I'm winning, but I wanted a timeline of when I'd meet someone new. So I did what anyone would do. I went to a psychic. (laughs) In the third segment of the reality television show called Salvage Kings, Ted and Justin unload all of their finds back at the yard. The sprawling home base that functions as store and storage area. This is where the real action is, where customers come to buy Ted's treasures To negotiate. I'll give you a hundred bucks for that. I want 150 bucks. Then the compulsory close-up and close-up. Will they make a deal? Will Ted come out on top? Cut to a commercial. (laughs) The appointment with the psychic was over Skype. We covered a lot of ground, and when it came to my love life, she said, I see a woman with black hair and a big smile, a woman who is really stable, a really smart woman. You will meet her close to the spring. When you meet her, your father will give you some kind of sign that reminds you of him. You will understand the sign when the moment presents itself. Let's unpack this for a moment. (laughs) She said I'd meet someone in the spring. Spring is past. However, she did not designate the year. So maybe this will be in spring 2025. She will have black hair. But according to statistics, 75 to 84 percent of the world's population has black hair, which doesn't certainly narrow things down. But she will have a big smile. And I really liked the smart and stable part But what is this sign from my dad? Has it happened already? Did I miss it? Is my dad up in heaven or wherever just sending down signs left and right? Being like come on man. I don't know how to make this any more clear So this left me with more questions than when I started At the end of the season spoiler alert, <laughs> of the reality television show, Salvage Kings. Justin is alone in the yard working on prying nails out of thousands out of thousands of pieces of wood that they salvaged from a building on Front Street. Ted approaches Justin and says, what's going on with you man? Justin contemplates the wood He says, you know, Ted, there are two kinds of people in this world. You can be a hammer, or you can be a nail. If you're a hammer, you smash things, but a nail, if you're a nail, you build things. is isn't me. I'm just (laughs) quoting. If you're a nail, you build things. You hold things together. Life is short, Ted. I wanna be a nail. And with that, Justin quit and walked off the job. What I was trying to do was clean out my brain I had been giving so much space to people who simply did not deserve it. My makeover is still in progress and I'm not sure what the future has in store, but I do know this. Life is short and I want to be a nail. Thank you.
0: is making the greatest TV show of all time. We're talking about stories that are, um, or we're taking stories, having them play off the top, and then we're talking about a little piece of them that we think could be as interesting or a little nugget here. Uh, and I believe, I believe, we know who told that story, but I, the name is escaping me. Who, uh, who was it?
1: Very, I, I can tell by the sound of his voice that he was very handsome.
0: Ah, handsome man.
1: His name's Paul.
0: Ah, Paul the handsome man, handsome Paul. Yeah. Well, so Handsome Paul told a story and, and what we took from this or what we thought was interesting to talk about was sort of the 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 question or concept of telling a story uh, by honestly telling uh, the aftermath or, or, yeah. or sort of talking about something by talking about sort of where it led you or... Or sort of using an entirely other story to sort of you know reflect back on an experience.
1: Yeah, so it's funny because I uh, I wanted to well I was trying to write a story about like a relationship that I was in and uh, the subsequent breakup of that relationship and I like was months trying to tell write this story and in uh, uh, like as this was happening in my actual life I was just not just getting over that but also going like oh I. Want to make some improvements in my life in general, so by the time that um, you know I was trying to work out the story for one of our events, and I just said, you know what? I don't not that I don't give a shit about um, the the relationship or what happened to it anymore, but I just didn't. That wasn't as important to me.
0: Well, you were no longer the person who sort of ended it, right? Like, I don't uh, think to, so? To, yeah. To, to flow, throw back to the, the the conversation we had about Rob Shirky about you know, in some ways you were no longer in it. And so it no longer had the same meaning.
1: Yeah. I or, think at least, so.
0: or at least it was hard to get yourself back into the version of that self. And so instead you were in this version of yourself. Uh-huh. And, and so the way to talk about it was to talk about really what you were happening, what's happening to you now.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny. It's one of those things we always talk about writing it out. And I, I think that though going through that whole process of trying to write about the relationship actually helped me just be able to figure out this story very quickly because all of that pa- like past or the history of this relationship was built into this story mm. and i was able to uh almost in a way i hope or that was part of the idea is kind of still convey you know in a general sense like you wouldn't get any specifics as in the audience but you know some little hints of like there was there's a reason why i'm doing all of the things that i'm doing that I'm describing in the story you heard, so I just sort of felt I don't need to go explain the relationship. I just need to, you know, I can just say to me what it was, what I was left, and what I needed to do, what I was trying to do moving forward.
0: Yeah, and the, and the moving forward in the in the process you took yourself moving forward. Uh, it sort of tells, in some ways, the story of what was happening in the past. You know, sort of like the the ways you felt you had to build yourself back up, um, in in these different ways. I think some some ways, sort of, you know, it, it leaves the audience to fill in the blanks a little bit. You know, the audience yeah. is not directly, you know, doesn't know exactly what happened. But as we've mentioned before, that can be even more powerful. People can relate to, the, they can put themselves in in that experience. They're you know, they're not ta- they're now thinking about their own relationship that has ended, uh, and that, that that they're then bringing into this story. Right. And so they're coming along with you uh, from a maybe a standpoint of actually maybe even more being more connected to the story because it's them now who's gone through the breakup.
1: And, you know, what's funny is that I we always try, again, to to really encourage people in this way. So um, I think I had about originally three paragraphs at least because I'm like, oh, I got to explain what this relationship like what how, you know, kind of rough this this was or the state that I was in at this at this point. And then I just narrowed it down to whatever the sentence is. I don't remember. It's just something like, "Oh, this this relationship. It didn't. It wasn't a. Bi- it wasn't bad. It just eroded my entire sense of self." Right. And I remember going in, and I was like, "If if I don't sell that line, mm. and if people don't get that line, if they don't kind of laugh even uncomfortably." I'm fucked for the rest of the story.
0: Right, because they have to feel that.
1: Yeah, So, but it's one of the things where we're like, I just went, oh, I don't need to explain this because to me that line did everything that you just said is it's like it puts them, they know where I'm at because maybe they've been there or a friend of theirs has been there. Like they know... Uh, and they don't need those details.
0: Well, and and if anything, the details can then, if the story's not about that, the details can actually pull you away, right? Because then you're like, oh, I've never experienced that.
1: Yeah, that's You know, I've never experienced,
0: yeah, those four things in a relationship, Mm. and so I no longer understand the story. But but I think, you know, most people who've gone through a breakup can understand the concept of having to rebuild yourself afterwards. You know, I think that is actually a very, very relatable experience. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's interesting to talk a little bit about that fact of, how often we think that more detail is makes this f- story feel more real whereas with the story if the detail you're providing isn't related to the story you're telling mm-hmm. it can be distracting it can pull you away you got to cut some of these things because it's not the story you're is it, if it doesn't lead directly to the the thing you're talking about the r- truth you're talking about you can then lose people in those details because they want to know about those details rather than the things you're trying to actually you know show people mm-hmm. we've sort of ended each of these shows with this question about how you— you might sort of what advice you would give to someone who brought uh, brought a version of this story to to a workshop, mm-hmm. and and so for this story, you know, let's let's think about someone where someone you had to bring. A, I was trying to tell a story about. About you know is maybe same scenario as you doesn't actually want to get into the actual thing but does want to talk about the 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 process afterwards or the or, or how it left them or, or or whatever how how what advice do you give to someone who's trying to talk about something without talking
1: about it? You know it's funny I would I would for me I because I know this has happened to you as well is that uh, I would be I'd be like be open to um, telling a different kind of story than maybe you thought going in because yeah. you might have say. Hey, I'm going to go to this workshop cuz I want to tell the story about this breakup of mine and everybody in the room might have insight, more insight into you your story than you could which has happened to us oh yeah, all yeah. Of us. you
0: can get become very precious about a certain part yeah the, 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 there was once a story i think we've talked about this podcast previously maybe not for me where i told a whole story and then i think brianne turned to me and was like the entire the thing you want to talk about is that last line yeah what is the deal with this last line and rewrite the whole thing on that last line yeah and and i had to be like oh, oh okay but yeah. yeah that's a lack of preciousness
1: yeah 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 and what would you say
0: I think I would, I, I, well, I think to go back a little bit to the point you've brought up a few times, I think you sort of have to know where you stood with the original story that, to, to, to be able to tell the, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if you're trying to tell, talk about the original story with, via the aftermath, you have got to do a fair amount of thinking of the, about the original story. Mm-hmm. Or, or where you were when you were in that experience. Because yeah. um, I think the aftermath story works if you can really sell who that person is at the beginning and, and sort of what your brain space was. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this is a, a redemption story a little bit, right? It's, it's, you start off and you're like, you know, totally, you know, you're, you've lost your whole sense of self. And then you're trying to get somewhere else. And so I think the you have to really know where you were, <laughs> and and I think you're right that the sort of the amount of thought that you had gone into the who you were and that backstory piece, all this sort of stuff, inf- will inform your writing. You know, it, it actually it's interesting. It's it's a often piece of advice given to say fantasy writers uh, who are writing about the world that they exist in, and how much writing you needed thinking you need to do about the world that, that, that your fantasy exists in, so that the other things that happen really feel true. Mm-hmm. And I think this is true about this kind of story, is that you have to know the version of who you were when you walked into this. Mm-hmm. And without doing that pre-thinking, um, you, you might, you'll, be a, you'll be a caricature. And, and, and a caricature is really hard to identify with.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Well,
0: that's our stories, everyone. Thank you for listening to our podcast.
1: Visit storieswedonttell.org and like our Facebook page for more information about our monthly events.
0: And for more stories, check out our book, available anywhere books are sold.
1: This episode of the Stories We Don't Tell podcast is brought to you by Salvage Kings. Sundays at 8 p.m. on the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs>